What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Oh, my God. This is Joey Styles, and you're listening to the two-man power trip podcast. This is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This is Cody Rhodes, the prince of pro wrestling, and you are listening to two-man power trip. This is Jimmy Vine, the boogie Wooker man. Tell my people my brothers and sisters, don't you dare miss John and Chad. Hey, everybody out there. This is the franchise Shane Douglas. Remember me? <laughs> well, guys, it's great to be on the show again i appreciate you asking me back so you said you were going to pinch yourself i didn't know it was that kind of show now i mean if you guys are in the privacy of your own home if you want to do these things good how you doing chad hey johnny cool man what's going on we're ready to go or what uh, uh, hey man what's up guys this is homicide oh that's my homie homicide with a big homie club yeah that would be it hey this is david penzer and this is the two-man power trip of wrestling well, thank you, thank you. Hear me, fear me. I don't do many wrestling shows anymore, probably because I'm a bit ignorant. You guys probably know ten times more than I do. Look, Mean Gene, I can't be beat. I'm the greatest of all time. And I would say that. And every kid, I, they knew they could kick the out of me. Great talking to you guys. It's been your pleasure. <laughs> They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling. And now... They bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of wrestling. all over the place. He's not even sure where he's going. Oh, here goes. Uh -oh. Let me just sling this guy. Oh, no. Let me drop him on my knee first. There he goes. There goes the PhD. <laughs> I love to watch Titus O'Neil get it on here. Xavier does it. Oh! What a tackle. But he won't be able to stop this. Big A take it. Darren Young out. What a collision. Wow. Titus O'Neil, big boot. Xavier Woods slid underneath it. Uh -oh. oh, no, Titus! I think that might be it. We may have new tag team champions. Brett yeah. Titus with the titles. Set over New Day. Let's go back and look at how the titles change in. First of all, Big E took himself out of the equation as well as Darren Young there. And then, well, Titus missed with that boot, but he didn't miss with that. Celebrating with the WWE Universe. The primetime players, the new This team is champion. the two-man power trip of wrestling. Brought to you today and powered by the WWE Network. Classic WWE home videos featuring Andre the Giant 
Shawn Michaels, and other WWE Hall of Famers are now available on the WWE Network. Relive great memories with such titles as Smack'em Whack'em, the Crunch Classic, and the battle at Royal Albert Hall as the WWE Home Video Classics have invaded the WWE Network. You can head on over to wwenetwork.com slash TMPT to start your one month free of the WWE Network courtesy of your good friends here at the two-man power trip of wrestling. So take advantage of that deal right now and get on over to the WWE Network. And if you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, the one and only John Paz. And John, today on the show, we head into the WWE Universe as we welcome in a member of the Raw brand, the leader of Titus Worldwide, as Titus O'Neil, Raw superstar, joins today's program. And what can we say about Titus O'Neil? This interview, this chat, this episode is going to take a look inside the life of Titus O'Neil. I think in a way we may have never seen before, as you will learn all about the amazing things that Titus O'Neil is doing outside of a professional wrestling ring. And that includes the charitable work that he does in his community as well as the ambassador that he is for all the brands that he represents, including the Titus brand, which is on Monday Night Raw and which has been doing one hell of a job as they've built their membership one member at a time to include Dana Brooke and to include Apollo Crews. And also, we can't forget Akira Tozawa, who is a part of the Titus Worldwide Titus brand that as we've seen them grow this past year on Monday Night Raw, it's taken on a new role for Titus to be the mouthpiece. We've seen him in competition. We've seen him as a single star, as a tag team superstar, but now we get to see him as the mouthpiece and it's been one hell of an awesome journey to see Titus evolve into such an awesome role. But like I said, we focus a lot on the charitable work of Titus O'Neil, and it's not something to come on and brag about. It's not something to come on here and say, oh, well, he's just so great because he does these amazing things. When you hear why he does these amazing things and you hear about the history of Titus, you get to hear why it's such an important part of his life to bring a community up and to bring children up and to bring people up and really inspire them to do whatever it is they want to do in their life. And when we talk to Titus about that, you can tell the emotion in his voice. You could tell all of the, uh, the absolute sincerity that conveys through the telephone, through the microphone, as he explains to us what it is he is actually trying to do with all this philanthropy that he has uh, kind of undertaken outside of the wrestling world. But we also get a very fascinating look into what it's like to be Titus O'Neil. And as we were recording this interview, we were just coming off the Raw 25 uh, big, huge episode that took place a few weeks back, and Titus was able to kind of take us in and tell us what it was like to be backstage while that was going on and all the cool things that were happening in and around Raw 25, and this is something that we get some unprecedented access into the Raw locker room that we actually got with Heath Slater not too long ago, but now with Titus O'Neil, we get an even better look 
at something uh, that I think a lot of people uh, at this day and age, you don't really get to know too much about what's going on in the WWE. But Titus gives us a nice little glimpse in, and it's a really fun, fun chat that John and I get to experience here with the head of Titus Worldwide. And of course, with our WWE Network promotion, you know, you can't deny that a lot of Titus's career is inside that WWE Network. So as we talk about a couple of the matches, why don't you go in your WWE Network subscription and look some of them up. But as I welcome John in here now, John, I know you love to do it. You love to search through that WWE Network. Tell us a little bit more about the interview we've got here at hand with Titus O'Neil, as well as maybe give us a couple of uh, nominations from the Primetime Pause catalog as to what we can look for in the Titus O'Neil category on the WWE Network. Yes, Chad, rocking and rolling here, back the TMPT with a huge, huge interview with Titus O'Neil, current WWE superstar on the Raw brand, and obviously the leader of the Titus brand, the Titus Worldwide just dominating as of late, getting a lot of airtime, getting some playtime on the Royal Rumble. I mean, he's just been dominating as of late, as he should, because he is the big deal, Titus O'Neil. But, you know, you kind of led me into the WWE Network for a second, and obviously with our deal with WWE Network, you go to wwenetwork.com slash TMPT, you get a free month of WWE action from the network, and you can't go wrong with that. As far as a WWE Network suggestion, as I like to do here every week on the two-man power trip, I would have to suggest for our current guest, Titus O'Neil, go to the WWE section, go to pay-per-views, check out Money in the Bank 2015, and check out the primetime players. Yes, Titus O'Neil and Darren Young winning the WWE World Tag Team titles from the New Day. So check out Money in the Bank. That would be one of my suggestions if you want to you know, get your Titus fix. Definitely see him winning. And one of his shining moments, winning the WWE Tag Team titles with the one and only Darren Young. So that's some cool stuff. And just another little tidbit I'll throw in there as far as a WWE Network suggestion. Check out the new Coliseum video page that they have. Yes, they'll be having a lot of Coliseum home videos now available on the network. And if you're an old school wrestling fan like myself and like Chad, you're going to absolutely love the fact that you can go back and watch your Coliseum videos. No longer do I have to keep a VCR in my house. No longer do I have to pull up the old VHS tapes. Now I can just watch it from the comfort of the WWE Network. So that is great. And it's unbelievable, actually, that Calcium Video finally makes its way to the network. So that's another WWE Network suggestion that I would have for you. So check that out as well. Now, as far as the Titus interview, what an unbelievable guy he is. Just just an easy, perfect, such, you know, professional interview that he does. It just makes it easy for us as the interviewers to kind of get some answers out of him. So that was just a great, fun part of it. Such a professional guy. Such a charitable guy. And if you see... All the charity work he does, not only in his community, but worldwide for the WWE. It's just unbelievable that's how he kind of uses his voice and how he's been able to really, really help many, many people, not just within his community, but outside of his community and all over the world. So thanks to Titus for that. I mean, he is such an unbelievable guy in that aspect. And you don't see too many guys really going above and beyond and as far as he goes for some of, not, not just his fans, but just for anyone. 
he goes above and beyond and it's great and his story is a great one we get into that in the interview kind of what he's been through the trials and tribulations that he's had in his life that has led him to the Florida Gators led him to the Arena Football League led him to the WWE and obviously WWE right now with Titus Worldwide Kira Tozawa, Dana Brooke, Apollo Crews. He is helping those guys make a name for himself because, yes, he's still wrestling, but he's much more in a managerial role right now, and he's really helping those guys along and really giving them uh, an extra added boost that they wouldn't normally have without him. So that is great to see. Obviously, when we get to WWE in this interview, we're going to talk about Raw. We're going to talk about the Titus brand. We're going to talk about Titus Worldwide. We are going to talk about the primetime players with Darren Young and his relationship and chemistry with Mr. No Days Off. And we are even going to talk about Slater Gator with Heath Slater. Of course, we're going to get into him winning the tag titles. We're going to get into his nine plus years in the WWE. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy a little Titus O'Neill and Chad. I know you have a lot to say about our friends over at Face to Face Wrestling. Absolutely, and we want to thank Titus O'Neill for taking time out of his extremely, extremely busy schedule for coming on today's show and for being able to speak with us for as long as we got to chat, and it was such a really cool, fun week that we were getting to experience coming off of that Raw 25 show, and for him taking the time out after all that was uh, was really cool of Titus, so all the best to him, and obviously you can follow Titus on Twitter and see all the great things that he's doing in this world because he is one hell of a man, and my hat is off to him with all the charitable work that he does, but we also want to send a big thank you out to the folks at Face to Face Wrestling. You can head on over to Face to Face Wrestling on Twitter at F. 2F underscore wrestling on Twitter as, as well as their website face to face wrestling.com that's face the number two face wrestling.com and if you remember from our episode with the great Heath Slater that is his training facility that he's got in the heart of Atlanta Georgia and all of the premier professional wrestling training going on in the United States is going on at face to face wrestling where you can learn directly from Heath Slater and you can can learn directly from Teddy Long, and that is one hell of a group to kind of get a little bit of tutelage from in professional wrestling. They're doing some amazing things. They're running some amazing shows, and if you follow them on Twitter, you get to see the day-to-day operations of Face-to-Face Wrestling. So we want to send a big thank you out to Face-to-Face Wrestling for being a part of today's episode here with Titus O'Neill. So as we mentioned at the top of this show, our sponsor for today is the W. WWE Network. We've got an awesome promotion running with the WWE Network where if you head on over to wwenetwork.com slash TMPT, you will get one month free of the WWE Network, which as you look at the calendar, we're getting closer to it. It's getting closer to WrestleMania season. And as you kind of strap in and get ready for the road to WrestleMania, you can catch the Elimination Chamber and the Fastlane event on the WWE Network with our one month free and always remember that right after all that will be Wrestlemania 34 which we don't know what the main event's going to be but I'm sure it's going to be quite huge in addition to AJ Styles versus Nakamura possibly we don't know what the official outcome's going to be but we know on paper there's going to be some amazing matches going on at Wrestlemania 34 and you can catch all the action on wwenetwork.com 
slash TMPT. And hey, they just added all that classic Coliseum video and WWE home video content. You know with us, you can never go wrong with some Coliseum video. So get on over there and get on the WWE Network as well as get to our website, which is TMPTofWrestling.com and learn a little bit more about TMPTCon 2 coming this May 19th at the Holiday Inn on Commerce Road in Richmond, Virginia. Joining Kevin Nash, joining Eric Bischoff and our co-host on the Triple Threat Podcast, the franchise Shane Douglas is a newly announced guest, and that is Mark Canterbury, formerly known as Henry Godwin, who will be in attendance at TMPT Con 2 in Richmond, Virginia on May 19th. So get on over to our website, which is tmptofwrestling.com. Click on the TMPT Con 2 page and get all the information, including the hotel special that we've got running. And to purchase any tickets for TMPT Con 2, get over there today and join us on May 19th. It's going to be one hell of a deal and we cannot wait to get to May 19th, 2018. So, John, with all of that being said, why don't you do this? Hit him with a little bit of two-man power trip of wrestling business, and let's get it on over to Titus O'Neill. Now for some TMPT business. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, at Two Man Power Trip and at Wrestling Pal. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Also, while on iTunes, check out the feed for prior legendary episodes featuring the living legend Bruno Sammartino, the late great American Dream Dusty Rhodes, the Enforcer Arn Anderson, Ray Mysterio Jr., Glenn Kane Jacobs, the phenomenal AJ Styles, lead WWE attorney Jerry McDivitt, and so many others. Also, while you're on the internet, check out ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes, that is ProWrestlingTees.com. They are your superstore for all your wrestling t-shirt needs. Check out our page. Check out Tito Santana, Coco Beware, Kevin Thorne, Magnum TA, and so many others. Also, while you're on the web, check out our website, TMPTofWrestling.com. And for all you Android users, please hit us up on Google Play or Player FM. And all you iOS users, please check us out on TuneIn Radio, Automatic, Spotify, and now iHeartRadio. Follow along with a two-man power trip as we come to a town near you. Join us in Richmond, Virginia for TMPTCon 2, May 19th at the Holiday Inn with feature guests Kevin Nash, Easy E, Eric Bischoff, Shane Douglas, Mark Canterbury, and so many more. So follow along with the two-man power trip as you never know where we may land. And now, without any further ado, a former FCW Tag Team Champion, a former WWE World Tag Team Champion, he is a superstar on the Raw brand. He is the leader of Titus Worldwide. He is the big deal, Titus O'Neil. Please enjoy. Make 
tonight is coming all the way from the WWE Universe. He's a former WWE World Tag Team Champion, a former FCW World Tag Team Champion, and a current superstar on the Raw brand. He is the man behind Titus Worldwide. And it's our pleasure to welcome in the one and only Titus O'Neil. Thank you so much for joining the two-man power trip of wrestling. Thanks for having me, man. How are you guys doing this evening? Oh, we're doing absolutely excellent. Titus, I, I got to tell you, you know, I follow you on Twitter, and uh, I was going to go into this whole diatribe about all the great things that you do in the, the charitable world and all your philanthropy and all that, but I got to tell you, I was really, uh, I was just really taken by your, uh, your video you put up today about your kids, and it's so really cool. It's just so cool to see how, like, just how supportive you are and just how great you are with, with building people up, and I got to just say, just before we get started into it, that is really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, my uh, my two sons are are my my life, and uh, uh, they are they are excellent representations. I feel like of of what what kids should be, and uh, and what I what I wish I could be when I was their age. Oh, it's just it's it's so cool. You have two sons, and you know you're kind of. Uh, you, know, you use the uh, you know you use the way of building them up, and, and and I like being able to take to a platform like you did to to help that because every little bit counts. And I guess you know as they they see you on TV, they see what you do every week, they got to look up to you and say, you know what, if you set goals, you obviously you're going to be able to accomplish anything. So when you set goals and you uh, you talk to your boys, is that something that is a big thing? Do you push the goal setting process about how you move on from step to step to step? Uh. Well, I don't necessarily push goals uh, as much as I push purpose and passion, uh, simply because uh, if you put so much, we, we, you know, we all, we all have goals, right, and we all sh- should have some aspirations to do great things. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not always up to us whether or not we reach those goals, and a lot of disappointment comes from that when you don't reach them. And so I don't want to set my kids up to to set lofty goals or goals that, you know, I may deem to be lofty. Uh, I set them up to follow their purpose and their passion. And, and, and whatever they're passionate about, they'll be successful at. And so, you know, we always, you know, even with sports, I tell them, you know, uh, if you're going to play sports, uh, there is no quitting. You know, I don't care how bad the coaches are. Uh, if they're not causing you any harm, hurt, or danger, uh, you're going to finish out the season because the one thing I want my kids to learn is how to lose. I want them to learn how to lose just as much as I want them to learn how to win. Uh, and I think you should have dignity and integrity in both, and, and it builds character. Both of them build character. And so for me, setting goals uh, is, is great, you know, and I have done that. But as I've gotten older, I realize that, you know what, I can set all the goals that I want to set, and I can have all these aspirations, but if I don't have a drive behind it and a purpose and a passion to complete those goals, I'm never going to achieve them. And then even when I do put everything that I can into doing those things that I set out to do, uh, th- there may be unforeseen circumstances that prevent me from doing that. And so I don't want to necessarily say that my kids are uh, – they're not goal driven. They they know that. All right, I, I want to make straight A's. That's not a goal for them. That's that's part of their passion to be be great students. Uh, they want to 
you know, win a Super Bowl in sports. That's not a goal to them. That's like I'm playing this game or I'm playing this sport because I want to be the very best. And in order to be considered the very best, you win the Super Bowl and you go to the playoffs or you, 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 you average X amount of points or whatever. Um, but as long as you're being your best, nobody can ever be disappointed. And so that's what I, I constantly try to show my kids um, and, and, and kids around them and people in general is that, yeah, it's okay to write things down that you want to accomplish in life, but understand that, you know, your purpose the purpose that God designed us for and the passion that you may have to do certain things may not always line up. You got to be willing to accept that. Yeah. Passion is a great, uh, it's an absolutely great phrase. It's a great word to use for that because it's passion and pride. And when you know what you're doing is something, you know, that's obviously setting up uh, long-term, uh, I don't want to say goals, but long-term future aspirations you know, when we look at you, we look at you in professional wrestling or sports entertainment, we got to see you really come from your start and go all the way to where you are today, obviously, as a member of the, the WWE Raw brand. But what were some of the things that kept you going? What were some of your passions as you were making your way, you know, through the developmental system and through the WWE ranks? What was something that kept you driven? Uh, just that I started it, you know, and I, I feel like anything that I start, I'm going to be successful at it because there was a time when I was younger uh, that I was told that I'll never graduate from high school. I'll be dead or in jail by the time I'm 16. I'll never go to college. I was too dumb to go to college, too uncoordinated to play sports. And once I started at a very young age accomplishing the things that people told me that I would never do, like now you can't tell me what can't be done. You know, I've been homeless. I'm a product of a rape. My mom had me at a young age. Uh, you know, we, we, we've lived in government housing. We've gone without many a days. And, you know, I, I stand here today as a college, proud college graduate, an ambassador for my university, an ambassador for numerous organizations and charities, um, a proud father of two sons. And, and, and I'm doing it because I said I was going to do it. And the things that I have control over, and I say that I'm going to do, I do them. You know, I told some people last year in in September, I'm I'm getting ready to host the largest gift giving event that this city has ever had, and we're going to give away over 10,000 gifts at at the football stadium where the Bucks play. And people looked at me like I was crazy, and they were, but and but there were a few people that said, well, if anybody can do it, this guy will get it done. And all I needed was a few. And we did over 10,000 gifts and the largest gift-giving event in the history of the city of Tampa. I got a proclamation as, uh, for a, a week. Um, it, it's just like I say, I, no, nobody can't tell me what can't be done. It's not based on my race. It's not based on my political uh, affiliation. It's not based on my religion. It's just, man, nobody nobody's going to tell me what can't be done, not just with me, with anybody. Because I, I was told that for years. And... It's a lie, you know. If you want to succeed in life and you're a great person and you have great character, you don't have to always be the most talented individual in the room. You can be the, You don't even have to always be the most hardest working person in the room. But if you do have a work ethic and you have great character, you'll attract great people around you and great opportunities will come from those people that are placed around you. And so I've been very fortunate to be to have a lot of great people 
uh, and a, a lot of great affiliations, associations with people that have significant uh, uh, platforms and reach, and uh, and I value the relationship with them, and they value the relationship with me, and that's why I can continue to to do what I do on a consistent basis because I'm not concerned, you know, whether or not a person is black, white, Hispanic, or or gay or straight, uh, or you know, religious or non-religious. That doesn't motivate me. What motivates me is that there were some people that invested in me at a very young age uh, that had nothing to gain in return, you know. And so now I'm just doing every day I get up, I just return and give them a return on that investment by saving and helping as many families and kids and and people as I possibly can uh, through various channels of whether it's social media or through philanthropic efforts and fundraising or awareness, uh, that I know why I'm here. I know why I'm in the position that I'm in. It's not because I'm the the best wrestler. Uh, I'm not a wrestler. Uh, I'll be the first one to say it. John Cena will be the first one to say he's not a wrestler. He's a performer. And uh, and most people that get an idea, I mean, this, this is a scripted product. You know, they can make a a uh, they can make a, a water bottle the WWE World Heavyweight Champion if they chose to. So I'm a champion regardless if I have a title behind my name or not. I've been that way for a very long time, not just with WWE, but that's just my mindset. I, I WWE is what I do for a living. It's not who I am for a living. And I tell everybody that I come in contact with, like, don't be defined by your job. Don't be defined by your profession. Don't be pro- defined by where you went to school, you know, you define yourself by what you're doing with what you've been given. That is, uh, that's awesome to hear you say all that. And uh, obviously, you know, with WWE, yeah, obviously performers and you guys are the absolute best in the world when it comes to not only creating television, creating moments, creating memories, and creating uh, just absolute thrills for so many people all over the world. You know, you yourself, you're so wrapped up in so many things, and you're a great ambassador for everything that you've endorsed. But i got to ask you, do you ever have a second to kind of stop and smell the roses and really soak in a lot of the success you've been able to achieve, both from your performance point of view but also with all the philanthropy you've been able to do? Um, very seldom. You, you have to and, – and and I know a lot of people say sometimes you got to take a step back and kind of take a look at what you've done. But, like, for me, I'm just a very driven person to live the absolute best life that I could possibly live. And I enjoy life on multiple levels with my family. I make sure that they enjoy life, that they experience things that I never was able to experience when I was a kid. And I want the same for other people and their families. You know, I take families to movies, whether they're white, black, uh, Hispanic, poor, rich, it doesn't matter to me. There's sometimes that I'll pick up my telephone and say, we're going to go to the movies. And they're like, well, but I got to do such and all. I don't have to. Listen, we're going to the movies. Me and your family and my family, we're going to the movies. Uh, and that's my way of, like, taking things in and being able to relax. When I'm able to do things for folks around me, uh, that those things make me happy, you know. And uh, um, I don't 
you know, I, when I gave away 10,000 gifts this year, I was like, okay, I'm already thinking mid-event. Mid, mid right, how can I make this thing bigger? How can we impact more people? How, You know, where else can we do this at around the city? You know, it's just like it's a constant, you know, wheel going in my head of, like, what what am I going to do to make this this world a better place? So that's how I how – I, reflect on everything. I haven't had time. I don't make time to reflect on stuff because I I, I do have my hands in on a lot of stuff. So what, what's the significance behind the gift-giving concept? Was that something that you always had in the back of your mind that you wanted to set that as uh, something that you felt would be the biggest way you could provide uh, some charity work? Or was that just something that kind of popped in your head one day and said, you know what, this is going to be something that i got to explore because it could be something really awesome. Well, well, it, it all started. I've been doing actually this event for eight years now, uh, but this year I just wanted to make it. I mean, we've normally, on average, given away between eight hundred and a thousand gifts each year, and something just hit me last year and, and said, you know what? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm very involved in this community. And a lot of people listen to me uh, that have influence, the mayor, the sheriff, the, the I mean, everybody. So it's, it's, when I posed it to them, you know, I wanted to get law enforcement involved because I'm all about, I never do anything like, so the gifts were just the carrots to get everybody in one place to show that, like, okay, we everybody does gift-giving events all the time. You know, you guys probably do toy drives and give away gifts to families and things like that all the time. But families are coming to you in need at Christmas. But what are people doing the other 364 days for these same exact families that they're giving these gifts to? And I'm doing that from experience because, yeah, you can, uh, people hand, you know, a teddy bear to a kid that might be 11 years old and, there's no dignity behind that because it's like, oh, Merry Christmas. Well, no, it's, that, that's, I don't want a teddy bear. You know what I'm saying? I want a remote, remote control car. And that started with me at 12 years old. A lady gave me a remote, a really nice remote control car and said, I bought this car for you specifically for you because I wanted you to have a good quality gift. And I kept that car from 12 years old all the way to my junior year in college. And the only reason why I don't have that car to this day is because my college roommate came home drunk and uh, and destroyed that in my fish tank. I was less pissed off about my fish tank than I was about that remote control car. And needless <laughs> to say, me and, him fought, me and him fought like cats and dogs for like at least a minimum of two weeks. But uh, I never I never forgot how I felt when that lady told me she got that gift specifically for me because she wanted me to have a good quality gift. So I said, when I ever, if I ever got into a position where I can make other kids feel that way, I would. And so I've been doing that in, in the form of gift-giving events, meeting kids, and doing stuff out of the ordinary for kids and families. And, and some of these families, they, they, they have way more money than me. But their kids, you know, may for some reason or another gravitate towards me or whatever. And for them to spend the night over to my house or to come hang out with me and my kids at a hockey game, that that means the world to them. 
but I'm helping them, their parents, give them hope that, you know what, my kids are, are learning stuff and being exposed to stuff that I may or may not be able to do for them. So exposure for me is a big thing, and I wanted to expose our city and the giving people to our city um, to an opportunity to, like, look what can be done when like minds come together. And that is great and unbelievable that you're able to do that. And, you know, speaking of you as a performer and speaking of gravitating, I feel like myself lately, and I know Chad agrees with me as well, we've been gravitating towards Titus Worldwide and the Titus brand. You guys really seem to be catching a lot of steam lately and coming off of Raw 25 and Monday Night Raw. What was that whole experience like? Because you kind of, you know, you guys get to play a fun role backstage and you guys get to play a fun role in front of the Brooklyn fans as well. Yeah, it was, I mean, for me, I think for Apollo as well, and even even Dana Brooks, um, you know, Apollo's wanted to do this his entire life. You know, I watched it with my grandmother before she passed away, and I followed it in college, stuff like that, Um, but then kind of got disconnected from it for a while, but then Dave Bautista, who's obviously like a brother to me, um, convinced me to at least give it a look. So for me, Monday was very surreal because it go, I went from a guy that like never had an interest in doing this, I just enjoyed watching it, to being a part of the 25th anniversary of the longest-running episodic television show. Dana Brooke went from, you know, fitness you know, uh, the world fitness world to being a part of, of a historic show. And Apollo Crews, who just two and a half, maybe three years ago, was working his behind off to follow his lifelong dream. And he's got a significant role on the most, like, like you know, the one of the greatest shows in the history of the company, one of the greatest milestones in the history of the company. So for us, you know, we we all embrace that from from di- for different reasons, but man, we're extremely proud to 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 be a part of the company. To be honest with you, and uh, and it's just, it's just from even away from being a performer, like everyone always asks me, you know, am I, you know, do I love the wrestling business? I don't love the wrestling business. I love what the wrestling business does for people. It brings families and people together from all walks of life into arenas, into in front of their televisions. It gives them an opportunity to escape their realities for two or three or one and a half or whatever amount of hours. Um, it, it, it's a melting pot of people from all walks of life. And we get a chance to perform for all people, you know, all people, literally. Um, there's not a, there's not a, a, uh, a demographic that I'm targeting or, Apollo's more proud of Target or Dana or anyone else on our roster. We And it's the same way across the board for our company. We just love what we do, and we love the opportunity to do what we do. It is crazy that it's been 25 years, because I remember as, as a youngster watching Raw, the first show ever. So, I mean, it's crazy that it went by that fast, and it's crazy to see the WWF still, you know, raking in the ratings, still on USA, still doing really well. But it's cool when you get you guys, you know, Titus Worldwide, starting to get a little bit of push, and week by week, you know, you've beaten Cesaro and Sheamus, and you guys are starting to climb the ladder. 
Is that something that, you know, you're thinking about in the back of your head or you're just kind of thinking about performing and entertaining? Uh, Yeah, I mean, for for me, my main thing is, like I said, I, I've never had any intention on doing this. So and I probably the first couple of years I, I would get frustrated, you know, if I wasn't in a certain position. But now I'm like, it doesn't matter what position I'm in. I'm I'm, I'm a part of the largest sports and entertainment company when it comes to wrestling in the world. And I have so many things I can do within this company on multiple platforms that whether I'm a champion or not, I'm going to be the best human being. I'm going to be, I'm going to be me. And if being me yields opportunities, um, then I'm, I'm all for it. But if they don't, I'm still all for it because at the end of the day, longevity, I've been here longer than a lot of the people that wrestled their entire lives and came here for WWE for just a couple of years. And they wouldn't help me when I first got here. And they were, they were, they were, they were, they were jerks and they're not here anymore. And I'm still here. So, you know, of course we, we all want to be champions at some point, but like my thing is perform to the best of your ability, but conduct yourself like a champion, be a company when people say be a company person, it's not, I mean, I think being a company person is just being the best human being you can be and represent the brand, regardless of what brand that is, whether it's WWE or, or any other brand, uh, as an ambassador to the brand, because you take pride in the fact that there are other people around you working their ass off week in and week out, backstage, uh, back in Stanford, around the world to make this product the best that they they possibly can to make you be presented the best way that they possibly can. And, and I, I take pride in that. So when sometimes when I come to work and if I'm not booked, you know, I'm like, I used to get pissed off, but then I was like, okay, cool. I'll go do something on social media. I came here to work. I'm not, I didn't come here to eat, uh, catering or just hang out. Uh, I'm away from my family. Uh, I'm away from my friends. I'm away from things that I do, you know, with my business. And I'm not going to come up here just to, like, coast through. I, I can do a million other things and make great money doing them. Uh, but while I'm here with WWE, I'm going to be the greatest asset I can possibly be to the company. And I think that, that that is echoed by Apollo and by Dana. And fortunately for all of us, we found something within Titus Worldwide that we can have fun that people around us can have fun, and we can go out and just be ourselves. Is this time of year a little bit more special as we gear up for WrestleMania, which ultimately means the road to WrestleMania? Is this time of year you know, a little bit more special to you than, than any other time of year? No. I mean, I think it's all exciting. You know, you got to remember we got four major pay-per-views. We usually have at least one pay-per-view per month. Um. You know, we're coming off of, you know, the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. We got Royal Rumble, uh, then Monday Night Raw again, and then we have another pay-per-view in between that. And then next thing you know, we're right at WrestleMania. The day after WrestleMania, we're preparing for SummerSlam. So I just try to embrace, you know, each moment, um, each time of the year. Uh, but I, I think it's all exciting. Um, I think it's exciting when we go overseas. Uh, and go to places like South Africa or Europe or, you know, China and Japan. Uh, that's I mean, we do that stuff year-round. So for me, again, I, I'm just 
a dude that wasn't planning on doing this, and now here it is almost eight years later, I'm still doing it. Which is great. But, you know, before wrestling, I just wanted to bring this up real quick since it was a huge, huge story uh, this week and obviously more built up today throughout the day was since you obviously played college football at University of Florida, great player there. You played some pro football with the Arena Football League. So just had to mention, what did you think about Vince's announcement today that XFL will return in 2020? Well, my phone's been blowing up with guys that are former players and guys that are current coaches that want to coach or play in it. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, um, I think it's great. You know, it's great to have competition in any realm of sports and entertainment, you know, I think it drives other businesses to do things differently. And people don't, I don't think people would give the XFL uh, enough credit for what they were very successful at. And they did have a lot of eyeballs on the product. And although it didn't turn out the way that uh, they wanted to as from a, um, from a on-field product perspective, as well as as a ratings perspective, there were learning experiences and things that were gained from that, like, you know, the jib cam and different camera angles and the way that games are shot nowadays in all sports, college football included and in, in the NFL, uh, all those things were innovated through the through the XFL. So I think it's a very good move. Um, I don't know all the particulars about it, and I think, you know, um, if it, there's anything that we know about Vincent Kennedy McMahon is that, he is going to do everything he can to make sure that it's successful. Um, and, you know, I like this, what he said to league in, in general is that he's going he's gonna to hire good people uh, and try to put out a great product. And uh, there are certain things that you can't do uh, in the league and be a part of it um, that you can do in other leagues. And so uh, that in itself showed me that, you know, he's, he's trying to – Although it's a separate entity from the WWE, uh, there there's a level of, of expectation uh, when it comes to character and integrity and dignity and the way you treat different people and the way you are as a person uh, that's going to separate, you know, the XFL from not only the NFL or Major League Baseball or the NBA, but any other professional sports organization. A great press conference uh, from Vince. A lot of revelations, a lot of good stuff coming out of there about how he's going to run the league you know, differently this time and how the players are going to be held to a certain standard. And I feel like, you know, with people calling you, that, that's pretty funny that, you know, old players and coaches, because you really meet that criteria. You really hit that standard. I know there's going to be no crossovers between WWE and XFL, but maybe if you were a little bit younger, was it, would that be something on your mind, considering you know, you did play arena football and you know you were in the pro football realm? Would that ever cross your mind? Like, hey, I, I you know I really want to play for the XFL. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I would want to play. Uh, I, I I would definitely want to be involved with the league, whether it's as a coach or an executive. Um, especially now with my understanding of like pro sports as a whole and collegiate sports as a whole. Um, you know, I'm more interested in developing men and developing people around the sport um, than I probably – and I've been that way for a long time. I mean, before I came to WWE, I was actually going to go back to the University of Florida and, and coach um, and start my coaching career. But I uh, 
you know, I accidentally went to go get a pair of shoes, and next thing you know, I'm putting on boots and baby oil for the past seven and a half years. So, um, <laughs> you know, our plans don't always line up the way you, you think they're going to. But for 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 this, you know, me knowing me one number one knowing Vince and his desire to put out quality product year uh, week in and week out, um, day in and day out. Uh, that in itself would make me want to work for the league uh, because I know that I would have the full support to make sure that that can happen. Whereas in some places, you know, you might have the, the intention and the desire to do everything the right way and to put the best product on the field, but you might not have the financial support. You might not have the support of the ownership. And I just don't feel like that will be an issue with working with Vince. Now, as I start to hit the wind down and we wind it down, I you know I had to mention this because you know you go, you're in FCW, you have the developmental deal, you you kind of get there and they they see you from probably the pro football ranks you get brought in, but once you get called up, once you're on the main roster and they kind of find that spot for you and and you and Darren Young get put together and they put together the primetime players and you guys have that chemistry. Is that something that sticks out to you as, as a great highlight, just being paired up with him and being able to find chemistry and really be able to, you know, hit your stride as a performer? Uh, absolutely. I, 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 I say this every chance that I get. You know, Darren Young, uh, we benefited from each other, but Darren Young was a guy that would get in the ring with me when nobody else would. He would help me. He would stay after class at FCW. He would do matches with me. Uh, he he legitimately is one of my best friends. I'm forever grateful to him for not only embracing doing something different because he's a wrestler at heart, you know, and I was constantly talking to him about being an entertainer. you got to have character, you know. That's what sells. It's not... I mean, you can be the greatest wrestler going to put on the five-star match, but if you can't entertain people and people aren't invested in you, you're not going to go very far. And so all we did was take uh, elements from my background in football, you know, the swing from side to side. That's a football thing, you know. Um, you know, just everything that we did, we just uh, – the number one thing that was at the forefront of it was let's be the – the most entertaining tag team that we could possibly be. When you guys end up beating the New Day, and you guys, you know, you had the return of the primetime players pretty much, and you guys beat New Day for the tag titles at Money in the Bank. Was that as special a moment to you as, as some of the fans that watched it? You know, they really get into the title wins and it means something. Does that mean as much to you as, as the performer winning the actual titles? Uh, yes, it did. And it, it, uh, the reason why it was special to us um, especially at that point in our careers uh, was because we, un in our opinion, unceremoniously were separated to start with, and we felt like we had a lot left to offer and, uh, you know, got separated. And we hadn't won the titles. We hadn't really done much, nothing much significant. So, um, you know, the second time around, getting the chance to win the titles, uh, Winning it in front of, you know, guys that I consider friends like Urban Meyer and his coaching staff there at Ohio State uh, made it even more special. You know, they had a women's coaching conference that day that we went out there and just were having fun. We didn't know if we were going to be winning the titles or not, but a lot of them 
the, the ladies that were at the conference were uh, saying, oh, we're bringing our kids tonight, you know, we hope you guys win and all these things. And then, you know, we end up winning the titles. And it was just, you know, it was like a, a hell yeah moment. We, we finally did it. As far as you and him as a tag team, great chemistry. But what about when you guys feuded? Did you feel the chemistry there? Did you, was, did you think that maybe you guys had more likes to it? Or did you not really think that uh, the feud was kind of necessary? Um, I think people weren't really invested in the feud because it was, again, it was just something we just broke up. It wasn't, I mean, the first time and then the second time, well, we had already broken up before, so what's the interest? You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. We still went on and work, worked our tails off to try to make sure that we made the best of it, the whole situation. But, um, you know, that's one of those things where we, we just do what we, we're we capable of doing, control the controllables, and uh, and and move on from there. So uh, it's, it was definitely, a, I would say, a, a stall moment. We kind of both still never really did much after we broke up. Until now with uh, Titus Worldwide. But, you know, looking back, even at FCW, you know, obviously your run in the WWE. Do you have some favorite matches or some highlight matches that kind of stick out more than others? Yeah, well, our, you know, my very first match at FCW was against Alberto Del Rio. And uh, it was at uh, in Plant City, Florida, in an armory. And uh, I was nervous because I don't know what, but he – he led me through the match and, and helped me out in, in a lot of ways. And then my first, you know, I guess, favorite match uh, was, was that I was with somebody. I was like, oh, my God, I'm in the ring with Rey Mysterio. And I had several matches with him. And, and he was just a pleasure to work with. But so was Kane and Daniel Bryan with Team Hell No. Um, a lot of fun with uh, with the New Day. Uh, I mean, I, I legitimately have fun with pretty much everybody that I've been in the ring with. Uh, I think it's everybody's different levels of uh, of experience and their creativity, and it's fun. And even with Sheamus and Cesaro, I mean, those guys both, you know, they they're awesome. You know, uh, Gallows and Anderson are always fun to be to be in a ring with. But like I say, I think we overall have a great locker room. Um, which makes it even more fun to come to work. Uh, you put the put all the wrestling stuff aside. It's just a lot of good people uh, that you want to be around on a regular basis. Pete Slater being one of those guys too. People, I, I think people forget about Slater Gator, but I think we could have had a lot of really good moments with that too. We have so many great ideas that never came into fruition. But uh, he's another dude that like I love him like a brother. And, Great man, great father, great husband to his wife. And he's just a really good dude. Like I say, we got a whole bunch of guys in the locker room that I would that I would literally do anything for. And Heath is definitely at the top of the list. No doubt about it. Heath, good friend of the show. We we absolutely love him. And, and I did like Slater Gator. I thought there was more to it. But maybe there was even more to Rufus Pancake Patterson. I don't know if you remember your uncle all that well. But I felt like that character had a little bit more legs, too. So much more. I mean, I think the problem was that it was introduced out of nowhere. 
but if they had have played the stuff that we did on social media and the WWE app prior to and the weeks prior to that happening, I think it would have definitely been been something. But who knows? You know, we we never say never on on Rufus returning in some kind of capacity. <laughs> now I got to ask you this: since you did mention him before, you said he's like a brother to you, and I know you know you you guys have a great great relationship, and obviously he is killing it in Gardens of the Galaxy, Bond. Um, God, I mean, he's been in so many good, cool movies. Um, it's absolutely crazy. What do you think about Dave Batista, and what do you think about him maybe helping you out a little bit and, and getting you into the movies? Uh, we've talked about it, and uh, uh, I can definitely foresee this happening in the very, very near future. I actually just talked to Dave today. I talk to him pretty much every week, but uh, whether we train together or work out around the same time or we just pick up the telephone and call each other. Uh, it is something that I there are several things that I'm working on that within the next 18 months people are going to be like holy hell you know that guy's really really expanding um, and uh, you know it's it's exciting you know I, without saying much of anything I just know that you know the next 18 months for me uh, inside and outside of the WWE are, are about to be tremendous I got to say, I love teases like that. That's something to keep your eye on, obviously, because there's so much, uh, there's so many facets to uh, to you, Titus. I got to say, it's uh, it's been a ton of fun to be able to talk about all these different things with you, talking about the WWE, talking about all the great charitable work you do. But as we wrap it up here, you know, the way we ended on the show, uh, when we talk to a lot of the the older wrestlers, we talk about, you know, what did they leave in the business? What is something that when they look back, they want people to think about their career, but. You've got so much more to offer, whether if it's just in, in the WWE or outside of WWE, but where do you see yourself in five years? Is it continuing Titus Worldwide and the Titus brand? Is it kind of branching out into other facets of not just maybe WWE as an ambassador, but other things outside of it? Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, well, I definitely don't see myself performing in ring in five years. Uh, I will continue, whether I'm an uh, in-ring performer or not, I will always be grateful for the opportunity that I've had with WWE. I will always be an ambassador for them uh, and their philanthropic efforts as well as their business ventures. Um, it's just, you know, for me, uh, again, I, I feel like uh, with the way that the next couple of years are getting ready to go, uh I, I I just I know that that the time for me to be uh, an in-ring performer uh, is is definitely not a five-year career for not you know not on a consistent basis and not at the pace that I'm going right now uh, with live house show live events and things like that. But I think I'll always be an asset to WWE that I'll and I'll try to be an ambassador to them in, in every capacity that I possibly can be. Um, but I just know that there's so many things that I'm getting ready to do uh, and there's so many opportunities that I'm presented with on a regular basis that I've been presented with over the last few years uh, that I'm just going to, you know, shoot for the moon and, and, and take advantage of those things. I don't have the worries of, you know, whether or not I have, uh, you know, mortgage payment or 
car payment, all my stuff's paid off. I can leave today and, and be just fine financially. I have invested my money well and, and done a lot of great things. And I was in that position when I came here, but I'm even more so now. Uh, so for me, it's just taking advantage of every opportunity that I'm given with the company, uh, but also, too, making sure that I'm giving back to the company uh, in every every way that I can, whether it's helping younger talents um, in ring, out of ring, uh, with their philanthropic efforts. Uh, I just, I'm forever grateful to to the company for giving me an opportunity to do something that I was never planning on doing to start with, but not only giving me an opportunity, but also letting embracing, you know, what I do bring to the table and me embracing what they bring to the table and, and making it, a, you know, about more than wrestling. Now, that is absolutely phenomenal. And uh, we got to just, we got to thank you from the bottom of the uh, the collective two-man power trip of wrestling uh, heart there for you taking the time and, and talking about everything that you have tonight. And before we let you go, please, we know we can catch you every single week on Monday Night Raw and obviously just celebrating 25 huge years, and you've been a part of, of a many of them. But where can the listeners of the two-man power trip find anything going on in the world of Titus O'Neil on social media? Where else can we kind of reach out and touch one half of, or excuse me, one-third of Titus Worldwide, the man himself, Titus O'Neil? It's actually one-fourth because people forget well, that. One-fourth, uh, but they can follow me on on uh, at O'Neill WWE on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I usually post pretty much everything that I'm going to do on uh, on on both of those platforms. And uh, WWE has been doing an awesome job of of uh, here recently doing the uh, highlighting the things that I'm being honored with or things that I'm doing in the community are also on their social media pages of at WWE community as well as at WWE. So uh, you can always stay connected as well as, you know, get whatever information you need from those platforms. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned Slater Gator there because I'm not just saying it because we love Heath, but uh, I got to tell you, I really like Slater Gator. I think you guys had a lot of legs. And uh, maybe before the uh, the WWE road is over, maybe a, a good old reunion of Slater Gators in the cards. Yeah, I, I would not be opposed to it at all. That's awesome. Well, Titus, thank you so much for coming on tonight, and we uh, we really appreciate the time. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling, What the World is Downloading.